Odd Trails contains adult language and content. If you have a story to share, send it to stories at oddtrails.com. Enjoy the show. Forget facts. Forget logic. Forget everything that seems real. Just trust. Believe. I have sleep paralysis. One of my earliest memories is waking up in my bed around age 10, unable to move but seeing a very tall, dark gray being resembling what most people would call an alien hiding in the corner of my room. I recall not feeling scared but rather startled that something was in my space. After about four years later, We moved to a very old Victorian home, one of the first built in this city. In the summer, I would sometimes play video games in the basement to escape the heat. Right above where my old TV would sit, there was a hole in the wall leading to the crawl space under the house. It was pitch black and very ominous. One day while I was down there, I went into a sort of trance. When I came to, I was still sitting in the same spot, but I was staring blankly into the dark hole for an unknown amount of time. This house was so old, it had two sets of stairs, one for the residents and the other for the servants. One day, I was heading down the servant stairs, staring at my feet. When I looked up, I saw a girl at the end of the stairs. She was wearing a white gown and had black hair covering her face, almost exactly like the girl from the movie The Ring. Another time, I was home alone and I heard something upstairs, a loud dash from one room into the other. It was so loud that my dog stood up and looked at me. I checked every room, but I found nothing. For years, at least that I remember, I had issues. Now, let's fast forward to about age 22. Sleep paralysis is worse than ever, and at this point, I cannot sleep without the feeling of something watching me. Interestingly, when I would go somewhere very far, like being deployed to other countries, I would be okay for about a month, but then it would start again. It was almost like it took a while for it to find me or travel to me. Then I started seeing things while I was not or had not been asleep. At one point, I can't remember if I had fallen asleep or if I was in the process, but I looked up and I saw the same girl from the Victorian house. She was on my ceiling right above my head. I jumped up to turn on the light, and she was gone. After that, I never slept without a light on, though it didn't really help. At the beginning of 2021, I was 27 at the time, I started trying to fight my body to get it to move during sleep paralysis. I would do this more and more. 
After fighting it so much, I would start waking up, unable to move, but also hear this loud ringing in my ears. I feel extra dazed when this happens, almost like being hit by a stun grenade. I also started hearing noises of something being moved or manipulated, like somebody touching or moving things. Some things would fall randomly, but not all too often. I also bought a townhome and have always heard loud walking or scratching noises in my upstairs crawl space while completely awake. My girlfriend also hears it. She refuses to sleep upstairs when it happens. I went to check when she begged me to look in the middle of the night. There was nothing there, not even a place an animal could get into. I also had an incident where my girlfriend was crying downstairs in the dark while visiting me. Her dog had ran away back home. She looked up to see what appeared to be me standing there by the stairs, but I was shrouded in darkness. Not being able to see the front of the form due to the dark, she called out to it, thinking that it was me. There was no response, and when she wiped her tears and looked back, it was gone. I should also mention that my neighbor that I share a wall with at my townhome has also stated ever since I moved in that her bedroom slash hallway lights turn on and off by themselves throughout the night. It happens less frequently now, but I still never sleep in the dark. I also have never felt rested, and I thought that I had sleep apnea for the longest time, but I was tested and found not to have it. Any thoughts would be greatly appreciated. For background, I am a 24-year-old female, and I live in Southeast Asia. My childhood memories are a bit foggy, so I apologize for any lack of details. My mother's side of the family apparently has a history of delving into unexplained phenomena, and the women in our family tend to possess a form of the third eye. According to monks and priests, I have a unique aura that attracts the supernatural. When I was around five or six years old, my grandfather passed away. We held a funeral and cremated him. During this time, I recall still talking to my grandfather, questioning him about why there were two of him and why one was lying motionless. My family confirms that during this period, I seemed to be communicating and playing with an entity that only I could perceive. Soon after, my parents took me to a Chinese temple and a church on separate days to close my third eye. According to family anecdotes and my own vague memories, I had what many would consider imaginary friends. However, I referred to them as angels, a term I hadn't been taught. My family was unsettled by the mature topics I discussed with them, like life and death, which are not typical subjects for a child under five. More recently, I recall seeing the notorious headless ghost in a crowd. It resembled a middle-aged man's body, 
but where his head should have been, there was only a smooth continuation of his neck. Before I could react, my mom, who was holding my hand, quickly pulled me away. After multiple attempts to close my third eye, I grew into a relatively ordinary adult. However, I began to notice that I could sense the presence of unseen entities. My high school is located across the street from a preserved forest. As teenagers, my friends and I enjoyed venturing into this forest. In particular, to our secret spot with a little pond. At one entrance of the forest, near a big lake, there's a path that splits, with a large tree in between. One day, a few friends and I, with some hours to spare, decided to explore the forest as usual. One of my friends also has a third eye, and we were both aware of each other's unique abilities. As we approached the tree, my friend suddenly stopped, and I was overcome by a dreadful feeling. We exchanged concerned looks and quickly persuaded the rest of our group to head back to school trying to act nonchalant as a hostile apparition of a Japanese army man trailed up to the school gate. There were other supernatural occurrences in my high school, but those stories are for another time. Months later, during the hungry ghost month and during the exam season, I went to bed after a late-night study session. Just as I was drifting off to sleep, I felt a sensation like someone tickling my feet. Annoyed, I sat up, suspecting one of my siblings, with whom I share a room, of playing a prank. However, they were all asleep. The tickling sensation resumed, and I sensed the presence of a childlike spirit in the room. I told it to leave, and it immediately vanished. Years later, I became a mother to a healthy boy. The following incident occurred when he was around four years old. One evening, the babysitters dropped my son off at my workplace because we planned to have dinner out. Due to my erratic work schedule, he typically stays with the babysitters full-time since I'm a single mom. After arriving at my workplace, he sat on a sofa, playing with his toys while I attended the customers. I noticed him seeming to engage with something unseen and staring intently at a corner. When questioned, he simply pointed at the corner and said, Witch. Assuming he had learned the term from his babysitters, I brushed it off, but I couldn't shake an uneasy feeling. An hour later, my friends, along with my fiancé, arrived. One of them, having consumed some wine earlier, began to mumble about a menacing woman following her and her boyfriend. My friend, who also possesses the third eye, verified the presence of a malevolent entity. Before he could pinpoint its location, my son pointed and uttered, Witch, again. My friend looked at my son in astonishment. The scary witch, as described by my inebriated friend, posed a threat to everyone. Ultimately, we drove to a nearby mosque. There, my Muslim fiancé began reciting prayers while we gathered at the entrance steps. 
after an intense prayer session, the malevolent presence finally departed, and my son ceased mentioning the witch again. I have three glitch-in-the-matrix stories to share. Number one. This story has been told to me time and time again. It's something my maternal grandpa lived through, and my mom was able to partly witness. So, my grandpa and the rest of his family were visiting Greece for the summer, since at the time, they were living in Sweden. So it was around the late 1970s, maybe early 80s. I was never told the exact date. My grandpa was driving while the rest of the family, aka my grandma, my aunt Helena, and my mom, were asleep. He was on a two-lane road. The second lane led the opposite direction, and he noticed that it was raining only on that half of the road. The car was sprinkled by that rain, but only on his side, the driver's side. He let out an audible sound of surprise, woke my mom, and she saw that the road was wet through the window. Confused, she asked my grandpa what was happening, and my grandpa said that it was raining. My mom says that grandpa never stopped talking about this until he died, two months after I was born. Glitch number two. Never since, my mom, grandma, and my entire family have lived in my grandma's house. It's now our house. Oftentimes, when it's raining in our town, It's only raining in the front of the house, and if somebody is in the sunroom or the kitchen or even the master bedroom or big bathroom, they might have a completely different weather, from sunshine or just plain cloudy without rain. When it would stop raining in the front, only then would it rain in the back of the house. It's been happening for years, so we've perceived it as normal, but my sister's best friends were over a few weeks ago and it was raining, and they noticed the event and said that it was weird. This made me question why it happens so often here. It's rare that it's raining on both sides of our house. Here's glitch number three. I moved to my college city in late 2017, and I lived at my aunt's house. During the time I was there and in charge of the house, I had to clean it. I also had to cook for myself, etc., It used to take 10 to 15 minutes to get to my most frequently used bus stops, around 20 minutes to get to the nearest supermarket, and 20 minutes to return, meaning you spent 40 minutes coming and going without adding the time that you spend inside the store. In 2019, I had timed myself as I had to go to the supermarket and have a shower and be ready in one and a half hours, but I still needed to go grocery shopping. It took me 30 minutes in total to come and go and even shop because I knew the aisles and where the items that I needed were. I was walking pretty fast. I wasn't tired at all. So the pandemic comes and the world opens up again. I find another residency, so I live at my aunt's house again because it's easier. And here's where things get weird. The distances are bigger. How is this possible? Also, there are more shops around. 
Yes, they finished the entrance and the exit of the metro, and the iron covers were lifted, and the pavement was freed, so you didn't have to risk walking on the street. But that doesn't make sense how the distance changed, and it takes me 30 to 40 minutes to get to the supermarket, because it feels like an entire block was added that I had to cross by. But this wasn't the case. Furthermore, opposite the supermarket, there weren't any stores. Now there's a pharmacy, and it's said that it's been there since the 1980s. It also looks old. Plus, the supermarket seems to have grown by at least three or four aisles. Why suddenly does it take me 10 minutes longer, aka I need an hour to come and go and go to the supermarket, and 15 minutes to do my most used bus stops? My walking pace is now changed, and I also get tired all the time whenever I do the route. It feels, every time, like I did the most exhausting exercise ever. At first, I thought that it was because I wasn't used to it, and I have added a few kilos due to the pandemic and health issues. But I've been doing this route for two going on three months now, and I've toned and lost a few pounds because of this. Yet it still feels as if I'm fighting some kind of invisible force. Things are different. Suddenly, my aunt's house is further uphill than it used to be. What is happening? Any thoughts or theories? I was 13 when my family moved into an old house several counties away from where I had grown up, and all I could think about was how much I hated leaving my old friends behind. But the new house was huge and looked awesome. My younger brother, Ben, was eight, and he was really excited about the big garden in the back. And my parents were stoked about the price. Apparently it was a steal. But a few days in, things got weird. Ben swore he saw shadows dancing on the walls of his room. Not the kind you make with your hands, he said, but real, tall, human shadows. I laughed it off, thinking he was just trying to creep me out. But then, I saw them too. Late one night, I woke up feeling super cold and saw these shadowy figures on the wall opposite my bed. They looked like they were arguing pointing fingers and getting all up in each other's faces. I hid under my covers until morning. Then there were the random loud bangs. Just when you'd start feeling normal again, boom. It sounded like someone dropped a huge book or slammed a door super hard. My mom kept saying it was just the house settling, but houses don't just decide to settle at 3am, right? But the weirdest thing? Stuff flying off shelves. One evening, mom was cooking and out of nowhere, plates just started flying across the kitchen. It was like a scene from a horror movie. We were all so freaked out, and that's when dad decided to dig a little deeper. Turns out, our next door neighbors, the Garcias, knew a thing or two about our house. They told us that the family who lived there many years before us had some real dark stuff going on. 
rumors were that the dad was into some kind of dark magic. Then one evening, the house went up in flames. But by the time the firefighters got there, it was too late. The whole family died. Turns out that most of her house was rebuilt. I was shocked, but it made sense. The bangs, the shadows, the flying dishes. I really do think it was the family, still trapped in the house, acting out their last moments. It got even more weird when my best friend Mia came for a sleepover. We were chilling in my room when she suddenly looked pale and said, Why is there a little girl standing behind you? I whirled around but saw nothing. Mia was really freaked out and swore she saw a young girl with black hair and old-fashioned clothes just staring at us. She left early and refused to come back. Now, not only were my family and friends seeing things, even outsiders started noticing. Our mail carrier asked my mom if she knew the house was haunted. He said every time he came near the house, he felt a heavy, depressing energy. It was so intense that he'd hurry away as fast as he could. A teacher from my school lived a few houses down. She told me of how, even as a child, kids would dare each other to touch our front door and then run away because the house had a bad reputation. My parents were seriously thinking of selling the place, but we had sunk all of our savings into it. We were stuck. Things got so bad that we all started sleeping in the living room together. It felt safer with all of us close by. One day, Ben's friend Tommy was over. Out of the blue, he asked, Why do you have pictures of burnt people on your walls? We were like, What are you talking about? But when we looked where he was pointing, sure enough, there they were. Old black and white photos of the family that had died in the fire, charred and haunting. None of us had seen them before and we had no idea how they got there. At my wit's end, I thought about what I'd seen in movies and suggested we get the house blessed. My parents agreed, and my mother got in contact with Father Daniels from our local church. When he arrived, he immediately sensed the heaviness in the atmosphere. He said he felt an overwhelming sadness and anger. We showed him around, and when we reached the basement, he stopped. He looked troubled and said he felt the strongest energy there. According to the Garcias, that's where most of the dark rituals were allegedly performed. Father Daniels began the blessing in the basement. He held the crucifix and began chanting prayers. As he did, the room got colder and I swear I could see my breath, even though it was in the middle of summer. Suddenly, there was a gust of wind, and the old chandelier above started swinging violently. Father Daniels continued his prayers, louder now. The house began to shake, and we heard those loud bangs again, one after the other, like a drumbeat. And then, 
As quickly as it began, it stopped. The house was silent. The heaviness lifted. Father Daniels said he had freed the spirits. They were at peace now. I have since moved out of that house, and nothing else paranormal has happened to me or my family, but I can't help but wonder, did those spirits ever return? This happened in 2022. The first event happened at 8 p.m. I was in the water closet of our house. We had a full bathroom and a water closet, and I had been having a coughing fit that sounded really bad. As I calmed down and tried to catch my breath, I heard my mom's voice coming from the full bathroom asking me if I was okay. The bathrooms are connected with a common airway, and we usually use it to speak to one another if it's necessary. Otherwise, it's used as an airway. I said that I was okay, and I got out of the water closet and went to knock at the full bathroom door to reassure my mom that I was okay. But nobody was in the bathroom. My mom was in her room on her computer. Confused, I asked my mom if she had been in the bathroom in the past five minutes, and she said that she had not. She didn't want to lose any moment of her friend's radio program, so she was keeping her water intake to a minimum. I just shook my head, and I went on with the afternoon. The second event happened at 6 a.m. I was about to head to bed after spending the entire night writing. I'm more creative at night. I decided that I had enough writing for the night, and I went to brush my teeth and go to the bathroom before bed. As I'm going to the bathroom... Someone knocks on the door. I then hear my dad's voice asking if I'm okay. I say yes. He says it's all right before I hear him enter the kitchen. I hear him prepare a kettle for his coffee and prepare my sister's breakfast. I look at my phone and it's 6.15 a.m. I think that my dad might have woken up an hour earlier than usual because he couldn't sleep. He usually wakes up at 7 and starts waking my sister up for school. It's not unusual for my dad to wake up at 6 or 5 a.m. when he can't sleep and wait until 7 a.m. So I shrug it off. But when I finish and I'm shutting the light off, I turn to say good morning to my dad, but the kitchen is empty and it's dark. My dad is nowhere to be seen. I gently go to my parents' room where I can see my mom and dad and they're snoring. So I go to my room to sleep. At 7 a.m., I woke up to the sound of my dad's alarm clock, and I got up to ask dad if he went to the kitchen at around 6 a.m. He said no, but he had a dream of getting a glass of water in the kitchen. I'm still confused by those two events. Any idea what could have happened? My dad told the entire family of one of his experiences a couple of days ago. It was similar to mine, but on a different day. It was the 27th of January. My dad woke up, startled at 3.30 a.m. because he heard my voice and my sister's calling him. He tells us that he woke up, but all of us were asleep when he checked. Same time of day, 3.30 a.m., my sister woke up for no reason because she heard my dad's voice calling her in her sleep. She thought that my dad was waking her up for school. My mom woke up at 3.33 a.m., 
because she heard my dad's voice telling her that me and my sister needed them. But my dad wasn't on the bed, and he had gone to check on us. I'm dreaming, and in the dream, I'm calling for my dad because I'm looking for him. I wake up when I can't find him, and my first instinct is to look at my phone, and it's 3.36 a.m. Confused, we all shared our experiences, and we don't know why this type of thing is happening. My mom joked that I somehow psychically contacted my dad through my dream, and he always goes on high alert when me or my sister needs something from them in the middle of the night. The thing is, I can't remember the dream I was having. I only remember the part where I was looking for my dad. And that's weird because I usually remember my dreams. I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep talk. I've been living on-site at a pub in London for the past three years. For context, the building was built roughly around 250 years ago, and has real links with the Jack the Ripper murders. The pub through the years has been featured in many books featuring ghost encounters and haunted sites in London, with testimony from many of the previous staff, who both lived and worked there all swearing to have seen, heard, or experienced a number of strange occurrences while inside the pub. Not only this, but there have been multiple, more recent deaths in the building before I had started. Nothing with a pattern, but weird circumstances nonetheless, most of which I'm not allowed to discuss here to avoid any legal ramifications. I try to be as skeptical as possible. Despite this, I do believe in the paranormal. However, some of the things I have experienced in the last two years have made it difficult to be rational. I have listed various instances, and I will update if anything else occurs before I leave in January. The other staff and my girlfriend, who also lives on site with me, have all had their own experiences with whatever lurks here, and no one feels safe when they're by themselves in the pub. I've also had customers who don't know the pub's history tell staff that they have seen things in the building. My first standout experience happened on a cold night in November 2021. I was on shift with the colleague I've known for many years, I was struggling to change a keg of Peroni and requested the assistance of said colleague. They came down to the cellar and began trying to swap the keg when I suddenly felt something brush past me. It was enough for me to feel uneasy, and in that same moment, the overhead lights all cut out, and we heard a woman cackling from the corner of the room. This was enough for me and my colleague to run from the room, squealing like little kids. The pub was completely empty at this point, and was off the beaten track. There was no explaining the noise that we both heard. The second experience happened again inside the cellar. I was on shift with a different colleague, and we went to clean the bathrooms. When I came out, 
I thought I could see them heading down the stairs to the barrel cellar. I followed shortly after to see what they were up to. With the last incident in mind, I tiptoed down the stairs. When I reached the bottom, I could hear the shuffling of feet around the corner of the cellar. Thinking my friend was playing a prank on me, I followed the shuffling deeper into the cellar. I went all the way to the double doors to the barrel cellar and could hear what I thought was my colleague whispering my name. I swung the doors open with an uneasy smile, expecting my friend to jump out, but to my shock and horror, it was pitch black and empty in there. Again, I ran from the cellar, only to find my colleague upstairs waiting on me for us to go. I just want to leave at this point. The building feels like it's sapping my energy. Aside from the two main instances I've described, I feel like I'm hearing stuff constantly throughout the night, and something has been visiting me when I'm in bed. I'm looking for any advice to make my last months any easier. Thank you in advance. I know you're used to a couple of armchair experts sitting here giving you our opinion of what these stories could mean and joking around about absolutely nothing important. However, we were not able to get to that this week due to some unforeseen circumstances, but thank you all for listening. This week you have heard Our Shadow People Following Me by Kastifer, Apparently I Attract Stuff by Zealous, Weather and Distances by Fan Fiction Music Lover, The Nope House by Sean, my Dad and Mom's Voices, also by fan fiction music lover. And finally, I Live in a 250-Year-Old Pub by Scuzz. All of the stories you've heard this week were narrated and produced with the permission of their respective authors. Make sure you send your stories in to stories at oddtrails.com. And don't forget to sign up for our Patreon. If you want to get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes at a higher bit rate, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash oddtrails. Finally, don't forget to check out the new episodes of my other podcasts like Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast. Welcome to Paradise It Sucks and the Old Time Radio Cast at crypticcountypodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. See you all next week. Stay safe, peace out, you know the drill. Don't let the ghosts and the ghouls disturb you, darling.